after the break, um, and we will come back to you, okay? This is the Sunday Forum. We're glad to have you with us. This is Walter Us with the Sunday along with my man Mabili here on WMNF Tampa. There's going to be an update from National Public Radio News. Keep it tuned right here to the Sunday Forum. Okay, I'm talking about a good girl go bad, crooked world wrong bad, right mom wrong dad. I sing this song mad, but not mad enough to shoot you. But it just eats me up like some barbecue from Luther's in the morning with the boosters on the corner with the boosters. And she's the fresh cut in their honor like sutures. And I want to talk to her, but her mama has to school her. I want to see her better. She's the weather of our future. I don't want to see another hurricane. Maybe you can kill the pain. If you just let me explain, trust me, I know what Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. Hurricane Hillary is churning now near the west coast of Mexico's Baja, California Peninsula, bringing what is likely life-threatening flooding. At least one person so far has been killed, his vehicle swept away in high waters. Forecasters say the storm is due to reach Southern California this afternoon, causing what is expected to be catastrophic flooding in parts of the southwest. From member station KQED in San Francisco, Christopher Alam reports thousands of federal, state, and local workers are mobilizing under state of emergency for Southern California. Southern California is anticipating 4 to 10 inches of rain by Monday. That's almost a year's worth in some areas. The California Governor's Office of Emergency Services says that roadways will be closed preemptively and evacuation orders may be issued to residents. Office of Emergency Services Director Nancy Ward says they are expecting power outages in the region. Make no mistake, there will be power outages across Southern California, and we want to be sure that we have this close communication with those utility companies to ensure that they can restore power as quickly as they possibly can. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the state is ready with water rescue teams, flood fighting equipment, and the National Guard. For NPR News, I'm Christopher Alam in San Francisco. Security is tight in Ecuador as voters head to the polls in snap presidential elections. They will choose from eight candidates after a campaign marred by violence, including the assassination of one candidate who was outspoken about the growing violence linked to drug cartels in the country. The BBC's Katie Watson has this report. The murder of Fernando Villavicencio upended the final week of campaigning. All the remaining candidates have been promising peace and security because that's what every Ecuadorian wants to be reassured about. Ecuador was once one of the calmest South American countries, but these past few years there's been a huge surge in violence as powerful drugs cartels have taken advantage of a country hit hard by the COVID pandemic and by corrupt politics. Indeed, since the murder, another politician's been killed and several shootouts close to where candidates have been campaigning have also been reported. Ecuadorians are heading to the polls, scared of the consequences. The BBC's Katie Watson reporting. Spain has won the FIFA Women's World Cup, beating England 1-0 in a tightly fought match. Robbie Griffiths reports from London, the championship is a first for Spain. Spain's captain Olga Carmona scored with her left foot in the first half to give her team the victory. Spain later had a penalty saved by England's goalkeeper in the second half. Both teams hit the frame of the goal in a close match, but in the end, Spain prevailed after 13 minutes of extra time. The soccer match was held at Stadium Australia in Sydney. USA won the last two Women's World Cups, but went out to Sweden in the round of 16 this time. Robbie Griffiths, NPR News, London. This is NPR News. Thousands of families in Chicago are scrambling to arrange transportation for the new school year. The city has just half the number of bus drivers it needs amid a national school bus driver shortage. From member station WBEZ, Nareda Moreno has more. Lindsay Woods works as a crossing guard at her son's Chicago Public Elementary School. The job allows her to drop him off and pick him up from class. She wants a higher paying job, but first, her son needs a bus route. I'm going to have to drive him, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to the lack of bus service or even having the option causes a significant income loss. Chicago Public Schools only notified families whose children wouldn't get a bus ride two weeks ago. Classes begin on Monday. The district has slightly more drivers now than it did last year. But a spokesperson said its efforts to reduce route times has led to fewer students getting bus service this year. For NPR News, I'm Nereida Moreno in Chicago. 
The Netherlands and Denmark will deliver an unspecified number of F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine once conditions for the transfer have been met. That's according to the Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte. He spoke today as he hosted Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky on the heels of Zelensky's trip to Sweden as he seeks international support to boost Ukraine's air defenses. On Friday, the U.S. gave approval for the Netherlands and Denmark to deliver F-16 fighter jets. It's not clear when the jets could be used in the 18-month war with Russia. Ukrainian pilots would first have to undergo months of training on the U.S.-made aircraft. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Wallace Foundation, working to develop and share practices that can improve learning and enrichment for young people and the vitality of the arts for everyone. Ideas and information at wallacefoundation.org. Hey, this is Randy Wynn from The Morning Show on Tuesdays. WMNF is turning 44 and you're invited to the party. Come to our birthday bash Friday, September 29th at the Floridian in downtown St. Pete. Featuring the fan favorite from New Orleans, the Iguanas. Oh yeah, Isabel. The Iguanas have highlighted many of WMNF's parties in the past, and now they are coming back. Experience New Orleans Latin sounds, cake, dancing, and to say hello to your WMNF friends. The Iguanas, playing the Floridian for WMNF's 44th birthday bash. Tickets on sale now at WMNF.org. Grab your finest leather and lace as WMNF presents its Halloween Ball 2023. Starring Sleeping Pills, Romeo Blue, Offerings, DJ Mike Hendrick, and your host, Nicole Azar. Plus, a special costume contest for all you ghouls and gals. The Haunting takes place on Thursday, October 26th at New World Music Hall, 810 East Skagway Avenue, Tampa. Tickets 18 advance, 20 at the door. Go to WMNF.org for more info. This is Tim. This is Ashley. And this is Tim. Join us every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning for First Call, midnight till 3 a.m. The premier metal show in the Tampa Bay area to hear metal, punk, and industrial. You will not hear anywhere else in the state. Every Wednesday morning, midnight to 3 a.m. on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. Sunday Forum here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. Taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. That's the number to call. You can also write us, djwmnf.org.
Everything Must Change album, Randy Crawford, Street Life. Yes, yes, yes. The sounds of Randy Crawford and the Crusaders. Street Life. Hit record back in the day. Oh, everybody loved it. Street Life. Yes, sir. It's even been sampled a few times. <laughs> quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit. And the sounds of Steely Dan, Hey 19. Yeah. Right here on the Sunday Forum on WMNF Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, 88.5 FM. Hey, this is your host, Walter. I spent the second along with main man, Mabili. We are back from the NPR break. Uh, we wanted to just have a little light moment there with some music. <laughs> Got some more coming, coming your way. Um, but uh, we want to go to the lines right now, 813-239-9663. You got a caller. Let's go to the caller. Caller. Hey, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, who do, brother? Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm in the game, brother African. How about yourself? All right, brother African. All right. Um, really, I really enjoyed the conversation. I'm also, I'm almost apologetic for my intervention. You know, it was a really good discussion. But I did want to um, just comment mainly on um, what... Uh, Pat Dawson spoke about at the very beginning of the show. And by the way, salute Pat Dawson. She's an amazing attorney and just an amazing person, too. Just, I mean, just a really good person. Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. I really appreciate her um, her place in this fight for the Jackson House. I wanted to say a couple things. You know, I, I learned growing up, uh, you might have heard it before yourself, that sharing is caring. And 717 doesn't want to share 15 feet with the African community so that we can rebuild this historic monument. Uh, they'd rather leave this uh, historic place, such a significant building in our history as an eyesore than to share 15 feet with, uh, I think I heard 15 feet, I mean, you know, if it's 50 feet, whatever, I don't care what it was, um, but uh, what, they don't want to share just a little bit, <laughs> you know, there. Their, uh, um, their, their land holdings uh, with the African community for just a moment so that we can restore this building. And that's the same. Shame on 717. And I would say that, um, you know, we should cost them money. You know, stop stop parking at 717 parking lot if it's possible. You know, you know, car, we've done it before. You know, remember the bus boycott? We've done it before. You know, uh, carpool, Uber. You know, stop using yeah. 717. And if it comes to, if it comes to it, Let's start some good trouble. You know, um, yeah, when they when they have have a big event come to Tampa, or, I don't know, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, whatever, hell, block the parking lot. You understand? Block the parking lot. And, you know, and then let's start some good trouble. Let them understand that we're serious about this business. That if you don't care about us, we don't care about you either. And I want to say, instead of the city proposing to take away more stuff from the African community, they already take away people and money. And <laughs> now they want to take the Jackson House. Instead of buying the Jackson House, why not buy the damn parking lot? You know, <laughs> buy the parking lot. Yeah. You know, hell, buy 717. They got enough money to do it, right? And so instead of taking from the African community, you know, buy, you know, come up with something else. Come up with a better resolution that keeps the African community in power and in control of this historic monument that means so much to so many people, at least meant so much to so many people over the course of time. Lastly, I would say that, um, um, you know, I, I've often commented on the mayor. And, you know, where's the mayor in this? I mean, if it was the Rainbow House, would, would she show up differently? You know, there's, you know, uh, Jackson, Jesse Jackson, Rainbow, Rainbow House, right? If it, was, if it was the Rainbow House, you know, she might show up a little differently because of her, you know, particular um, proclivities. And and um, you said something, Walter, um, uh, about how some of us, some people have a problem when we stand up and speak up for ourselves. And I know that to be true, but I don't care who has a problem with me when I stand up and speak up. As a matter of fact, some, uh, you know, chump that used to call into your show, you know, uh, and wrote to the court system about me calling Jane Cast the bull kind of cast. I said it, meant it, and I say it again. And if it means, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. We, what we must do is stand up in the face of injustice and, and confront it head on full speed without fear, without reticence, with, with, without uh, insecurity. We must know that we are capable of winning, capable of fighting, but we can only win if we fight. And so, yeah, Bull kind of cast ought to show up in a magnificent way to show African people who seem robbed of liberty and freedom and, and, and confidence and comfort with biking wild black 
housing while black, uh, uh, being diabetic while black, shout out to Arthur Green Jr. I mean, she's taking so, being young and dumb while black, carrying a gun, uh, shout out to Devon Neal. She's, she's taking so much from this community. She could do something, step in in some kind of way to show that um, 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 she cares about the African community like she does, say, when she shows up because she wants the photo out. And so, yeah, we, and, and, and nobody care what uh, the mayor does. I'm saying that we, as African people, as an African community, ought to do something ourselves. Stop parking and sit on myself. I don't even park in the parking lot. Never have. I mean, I, that's not true. I, I did one time, and I found out how predatory they were. I never have parked. That's been over a decade ago. Never parked in the 717 parking lot. So I know it's possible to do it. So let's do what we can to um, show up to the city council meeting and do what Pat Dawson asked us to do. But there's also stuff that we can do, you know, outside uh, of that particular process to 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 rescue the Jackson House from the 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 the, the clutches of um, uh, the crippling clutches clutches of seven one seven and um, the city yeah. of Tampa. That's so. going to be this coming Thursday, right? That's right. I think you said the twenty fourth. I think yeah, yeah. the twenty fourth. Oh, the twenty fourth. Yeah, that'll be Thursday. Thursday yeah, it'll be Thursday. Thursday nine a.m. Yeah, I really appreciate you allowing me to say that. And you know, shout out, Chunk. I'm going to stay in the back of the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> you got the wrong one, player. You know, before, you know, a long time, you know, I was a revolutionary long before I became a lawyer. And now I'm a revolutionary lawyer. I ain't backing down. You know, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States can't make me back down from this revolutionary fight that I've been on my entire life. So call them too. And tell them what I said. But you know, the reality is, you know, we're willing to sacrifice. Everybody's got to be willing to sacrifice to fight injustice every step of the way, every chance we get. And this right here is a light fight. All you got to do is stop parking there. All you got to do is cost them money. Pull up. And I promise, I'll tell you this right here. As many pro bono cases I can take on, if we, you know, get in some trouble for trespassing or get some tickets for blocking the parking lot, I'll, I'll do everything I can. I'll, I'll find some lawyers who are committed to this struggle to help take on the caseload. Man, let's just cause some good trouble and make 717 understand that we ain't standing for this mess. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, uh, shout out to the Tele African People's Socialist Party. And, uh, always, man, I, I appreciate you, comrades, allowing me to share a hoodoo brother. You got mm-hmm. it, brother. You got it, brother African. Well Take said. Take it easy, man. Well, well said, brother. Well said. Hey, listen, you know, that's a, that's a good point, man. Um, yeah. you know, good there, strategy. There's room for that. Yeah, there's good strategy in that. Very good strategy. Um, let's see. Also, Going back to our historical uh, knowledge here, today is the day, August 20th, that the first Jamestown Africans, enslaved Africans, uh, were sent to to the New World, bought by English colonists, uh, what they called at the time 20-odd Angolans, kidnapped by the Portuguese, (laughs) arrived in this British colony of Virginia, and are then bought by English colonists. So today, today we commemorate those what they called indentured servants at the time. Uh, there were white indentured servant, servants in all. Also at that point, they called it Point Comfort, where they disembarked in Virginia. <laughs> Point Comfort. And of course, indentured servitude wow. was a contract that you could make to get a trip here to work in these colonies of what is now the United States. But whites usually got the contract uh, respected. Uh, it was carried out. For a certain, a certain, you were they were given their freedom, right, after five or ten years or so, depending on what their day. contract was. Right. But the Africans weren't always given that, uh, that same freedom and Usually, if they were, because they were considered freedmen at that time, they were often returned right back to slavery. Or so, treated as second-class citizens regardless. Yeah, promises constantly being broken. But like I said, they were originally kidnapped by the Portuguese and uh, those colonial forces and then sent captured members of the native Congo and Ndongo kingdoms on a forced march to the port of Luanda and capital of modern day Angola, which is why they call them Angolans and not by their ethnic names. 
So oh, right. they dehumanization. But today, August 20th, is the day we commemorate that 1619. Go and, look, look and watch the 1619 project today. It is a way of commemorating this history. There's a lot of good stuff now on uh, on Netflix, man, that, that people can watch. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, shout out to Netflix on that. They're doing a lot of, they're putting a lot of good stuff out there. Um, movies from Africa, as a matter of fact. Movies from Africa. I think I also India. saw the 1619 Project on PBS. So, yes. you know, free local channel. And uh, is also came under under attack by white supremacists in this country, those people who want to send us backwards and use disinformation to divide and conquer, just as, you know, they've always done here and on the continent. Right, right, right. Um, I'm getting messages right now from people who are telling us, who are giving me information on 717 right now, uh, saying that they have, uh, yeah, they have a very low score in terms of the Better Business Bureau um, that they are also, according to this, um, they, you know, they they are white-owned. Um, mm-hmm. They who? are also around. They're also national, a national company. So they do have other uh, organiz- other parking lots, I guess, in other areas of the United States. Uh, yeah, I think. I think the strategy that that life brought up is a very good strategy. Um, And I think that the nuances of it need to be need to be uh, put together and something needs to be done. Uh, Something needs to be done. So um, for those people who are able to, um, I hope that you hearing this. I hope that you are uh, considering the possibility of causing some. Starting some good trouble. Good trouble. Make good it trouble. bad for business, right? Because they're standing in the way of progress, of, of history, of knowledge, and uh, of an opportunity for the community, especially the black community, to have something they can embrace and be proud of. And this is a, a sorry history that needs to be told because in DeSantis's, DeSatan's Florida is being repeated. And they're, they're just on the wrong side of history. 717 is on the wrong side of history on this thing. And I don't think anybody would, I, I would not think that anybody would want to be on the wrong side of history on this type of thing. Um, this is bad, very bad. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, another point, the March on Washington. Let me go back to something. On August 28, 1963, um, was the March on Washington. Uh, this is the um, anniversary. It just passed, actually, for mm-hmm. the March on Washington. And also the three days prior to that was the was the passing of W.E.B. Du Bois, one of the, I say, the greatest mind of the 20th, of the 20th and 19th century. But one of the certainly one of the greatest minds of the nineteenth and twentieth century, um, W. E. B. Du Bois passed uh, three days prior on August twenty fifth of nineteen sixty three in Ghana in Accra. Mm. Um, yeah, this is why we call it Black August, and we commemorate it every year. And so you'll probably hear a lot of historical uh, truths absolutely. during this month. You know, one of the things that that Du Bois uh, looked at it was constantly the the possibility never escaped him about the unification of the continent of Africa, and he fought for that. He believed in that. He truly believed that. One of the reasons he actually went to Africa to live out the rest of his days in Ghana uh, with Madame Du Bois was because. He wanted to make. He wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to be there on that soil that he believed uh, his ancestors were brought from. Uh, he had a special relationship with um, Kwame Nkrumah and uh, Madame Nkrumah, and I, I think that Du Bois 
Du Bois actually believed that in, in, in the early years, in his earlier years, he, like many other people, believed that the way for Africa, the, the way for, for, for Africa to get better was for us in the West to go to Africa and um, begin to uh, share our ways with them. Because it was believed, as Marcus Garvey even said, um, they referred to the ways of the African as being backwards. Uh, it, when you look, when you look forward and fast forward to uh, his later years, as time went on, W.E.B. Du Bois began to began to change that viewpoint, and he felt he actually wrote a letter. His final letter, actually, one of his final letters, he actually talks about the fact that uh, we have something to learn from the African. Definitely so. Considering that independence and liberation, um, you know, was was starting to was starting to happen on the continent, and um, we could take a note from the African on how to do that. Right, how to achieve that that type of independence, and I think as we look forward, you know, he was always a man, not necessarily of his time, but a man that was way ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. And so, you know, you're talking about a man who wrote the first real history of the slave trade, um, and began to look at the first real history of the development of black society in America as a social scientist and put and created, actually created the scientific approach to social science, uh, which makes him the father, really, of social science. Sociology. Uh, sociology, yeah. And yeah. When, when you start to look at, at um, fast forward and start to look at what happened uh, as Africa begins to, going to liberation, and we are going into liberation mode ourselves, uh, you talk about the man who created the Crisis Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Who, the magazine for the NAACP. The, which is the magazine for the NAACP. He created that magazine, and he published it for quite some time. Uh, he often butted heads with Walter White, who was the, the head of the NAACP, because of his... Because of his um, not radical, because I don't call it radical, but because of his liberation stances and his methodologies and what he believed and what he published in that magazine, you know? Just during his lifetime, those years of his lifetime were very pivotal (laughs) to our history here, you know, post-Reconstruction, well, the Reconstruction era all the way through the Civil Rights Movement. That's right, that's right. So, um, you know, he almost lived, lived to almost be 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And you, you're talking about a man who saw two centuries. He talk, yeah. saw two centuries and was born literally at the end of the Civil War. So when when we talk about experience, man, that's one heck <laughs> of an experience, man. That's yeah. one heck of an experience. Right, and um, a lot of a lot of lessons to write about, man. And quite, did he. A, quite a few, quite a few. Um, so let, let's get back to it, folks. Uh, we're talking about the uh, what's happening on the continent of Africa and its relationship to us here in America. And, and not just America, but in the Western Hemisphere and in the diaspora. What is our relationship? What is our link? Why is it so important to us? Why should we know this? So basically, we don't want to be dumb. Right, we don't want to be led to a situation where we are, um, where we don't know anything about what's happening on the continent of Africa. This is supposed to be our homeland, the continent that we uh, that we are descended from, and we should not be left in the dark or allow ourselves to be left in the dark regarding. What's going on? There is so much that that we can do to expand what we're doing here in America. 
but we seem to depend so much on um, on the crumbs that are given to us by various local uh, jurisdictions. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is quite often we look to the 10% or 15% of um, business that's, that's allowed to us by, um, by the uh, minority business enterprise certifications that we have. That's not to put down the minority business enterprise certifications. It's just to simply say that why should we go for crumbs? Why should we go for crumbs? Interesting story uh, and, and, and anecdote for me. Uh, Bob Gilder. I call him Uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. I was with Bob Gilder really up until the day he died. And literally, uh, my wife Yolanda and I were there caring for him. And one day he he um, he sends me to the store to go get a piece of, some, some watermelon because he loved watermelon. So he said, you know, I want you to go to Publix, go get me some watermelon, bring it back here. And he was very, very specific about how to get, how to do certain things, right? I want you to, I want you to cut me some watermelon and bring it here. I said, all right, cool. So I went to the store, came back, got the watermelon, cut it up for him, and I gave him a piece of watermelon, a little piece of watermelon. And when I brought it to him, he said, what is this? I said, Uncle Bob, it's a piece of watermelon, man. You said you want some watermelon. He said, I don't want this. Bleep. I said, oh, okay. All right, what you hear? <laughs> he said, listen, man, you take this back into that kitchen and you cut me a hunk of watermelon. Yeah, don't be bringing no mammy-pammy piece of Right. So I brought it back to him. And he said, hey, Smitty, let me tell you something, man. You take this as a life lesson. I don't want no little piece of nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't bring me no little piece of nothing. And he said, in life, you remember that. Don't you ever, ever take a little piece of anything. You don't take anybody's crumbs. And I and and that is really what led me to understand very clearly that we very often, uh, without realizing it, fall into the trap of taking the crumbs that are left for us, the 10%, the 15%. Not 100%, like everybody else got 100% of whatever project, or I want 80%. I want the same percentage that anybody else would get. I am tired of getting crumbs. In Africa, they're taking resources, have been for hundreds of years, taking resources from the people to the actual natural resources. Literally. The elements of the earth. And leaving the people to take crumbs. Little kid would take a piece of coal, a coal tan and sell it on the market in the Congo at risk of his own life. But take a piece of coal tan and try to sell it in the market, in the black market, in the, the black market, man, in the Congo, risk his life. Why? That's his coal tan. That's not Belgian coal tan. It's not French coltan. It's not uranium that belongs to, to them. No, it's uranium that belongs to the African. And so why is it that we here in America, we sit up there and we, we take, we sit up here and we, we're like, well, uh, they're giving us 10% of the airport business, you know, of, of the construction work at the airport. We take what we can get. What? Well, sometimes that's the position of the uh, undemocratic forces who take power, like in coups. Yeah. <laughs> They'll take a little bit of this just to maintain control. Uh, we see in Niger, 
the uh, junta has junta. claimed that they're going to get rid of this guy who's speaking for the junta general. Uh, Tatiani or something like that. Yeah, Toure. I, I think that's was Toure or something like that. I, I uh, can't get that name quite right. I, my French is very bad. <laughs> but he's claiming he will restore re- civilian rule in Niger within three years, but he gives no details. Right. So this is sounds like something just to keep his uh the, the his partners happy and he keeps the power. The junta keeps the power for as long as they possibly can. And then who knows whether or not, you know, because of the fight against terror, whether or not they will even give it up, give up power then. So right. Right. The idea is you know, to keep power and and to say as little as possible about what your intentions are. Um, also, I was disturbed by reports of coming out of Sudan as well. Disturbed by everything. Uh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> But we're talking and about... We be, you wouldn't be mobile if you were right. disturbed, my man. And I'm certainly disturbed by <laughs> massacres, a whole day-long massacre in Darfur, which we remember from before the Janjaweed were massacring those people. Um, but they're back at it again, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're part of this new... The force that the last dictator created for himself, the oh. rapid response or the rapid support forces or whatever they call themselves, they're the ones that has uh, vied to take power, you know, in the absence of, you know, in, in the uprising that occurred against the last president. He, they want to be, be a continuation of his power because he created them and they've been terrorizing Sudan. And uh, it's also one of the reasons why South Sudan became South Sudan because right. it was trying to get away from this uh, and, that mess. and all of this this uh, this violence. This is just a big mess in Sudan, and it's just gotten worse. And they're back in Darfur again with, and uh, massacring people. This was a a report that came out this past week, and we also see a black market in AK forty sevens flooding Sudan. Oh, and you know where they come where from? Where they coming from? Russia. <laughs> exactly. Look, so, so what? So, you know, come on, man. If, listen, are we not seeing? But this is why we need to know this. Exactly. This is why. Okay, I was talking about Coltan. Thank you, life. Life just messaged me and he said, "Let the people know what Coltan is." I'm in my own head, so I apologize, people. Coltan is a substance that's utilized as a uh, uh, a semiconductor um, material that uh, that uh, that helps you to. Well, it actually helps. It's a substance that's used in cell phones, in creation of cell phones. So uh, imagine if the control, if the if the if you had national, real national control, the, the real national control of this material, then what that would mean, right? Uh, so, yeah. So that that's what it is. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm going to tell people again. Please go watch King Leopold's Ghost. Please watch the, go watch that King Leopold's Ghost. If you watch that movie, you I mean, we're, we're not mobility. We're not getting enough outrage from our people here. We're not. We're just not, uh, and we're not getting enough overt um, encouragement towards the unification of the continent. I think that we we just need we need we need more we need more the same way that we out there marching about people getting killed out in the street. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> you know that that's it's different, but it's, it's but closer it's, to but home, it's close, it's, closer to your heart. Exactly, and, uh, exactly. That's the problem, and you know we also there's a connection. Right? There's a connection. That's the point. It's a connection, right. and we we need to get that same connection going amongst ourselves here. We gotta get that connection, man. Um, that was incredible, uh, incredible uh, uh, organizing globally when that happened, when George Floyd happened, when the George Floyd situation happened. Um, Should have been happening the whole time, but hell, you know, it happened. It's one thing to see it, and it, it, yeah. it's, it was very disturbing to see that. There's that word again. It was, it was. It was very, it was extremely disturbing. But you know, do do we need do we need to see another one? No. Do we need to see more of it over there? Well, we see it all the time. 
But when something is stark and in your face like that, it's a little easier to, yeah. to respond and and to figure out ways to keep it from happening again. But again, we have been so uh, we've been so misinformed about mm. Africa on purpose. You know, the whole, yeah. whole idea was to keep us from wanting to go and disturb the slavery institution by wanting to go back to Africa at this that time. This is why <laughs> this is why what is happening with the Satan is so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. We have to take responsibility and we have to take control of the education of our children right. and the education of our people. Now people have responded this. to that in Florida. Yes. They and are responding have, to and that. And we need to do more. We, exactly. need, we can do more and we need to continue yeah. to do more. And, and this is why we do what we do here on the Sunday Forum. This is why we do it. So October 4th, October 4th, after was it, our, that week of October 4th, we have the fund drive. We need right. to support we need your support okay. because we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep pushing. Um, That's right. And keep bringing the historical knowledge. And yeah. if you want to speak about the Fred Jackson House again, that was another question that was on the table. Uh, will it survive a hurricane? You know, all of the things that have been done to it to help shore it up. I doubt it. Was, it one of our friends, Gerald McCant, said it wouldn't. He's an architect. It would not. It would not. And uh, he said it's in bad shape. No, it would not. It would but not. It would it, blow away. It would literally blow away. So it's something that, that puts us on a real time limit in terms of what we need to do politically to make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's what, like we what, got what, two what, calls coming in. What, what we got for music, man? What we got for music? Uh, what we got coming up? Imagine by Randy Crawford. <laughs> imagine my granny Crawford. She huh. covered Imagine. That well, that's what's up right now. Moving on the list. We got uh Georgiana, Sonny Fortune. All right, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go into uh the phone calls right now. Thirty seconds, folks, thirty seconds. Please go directly to your calls. Go ahead, call the question. Uh yes, good morning, peace and blessings. Hey, Queen Mother, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. I would just like to say as people come to the council this Thursday that they would expand their comments of yes for the beloved Jackson House. But the fact that the city has a $1.9 trillion budget and so little is being spent on the crisis that's in front of us, which is housing, mm -hmm. and for me, in particular, housing that working-class people cannot afford. In East Tampa, houses are being built right now uh, for over $500,000. And for the last six years, if not more, uh, the CRA has been demanding, putting forth money for a very aggressive a housing rehab program that which has not happened. So what we see happening to the Jackson House is just symbolic to what has happened to the mm. entire black community here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Things that we would once could depend on as a housing of last resort has all disappeared. If you look at the former Tampa Park apartment, uh, was abandoned by HUD and sold by the heirs of the Florida Sentinel and now being built by a white South African, Daryl Shaw. Mm. And nothing mm. up there would be available for us. So as we continue to uh, expand our minds, we have to make a demand for as taxpayers, we are taxpayers, Where's our representation toward the things that we really need? So, yes, we're going to advocate for the Jackson House, but it is so many things that is needed in terms of economic opportunities for black folks that is not spoken on. Every Thursday, that budget moves with millions of dollars going in every direction except the direction to end the hopelessness and despair in the black community. All right, thank you. All power to the people. All power to the people. Thank you, Queen Mother. She's right. Oh, yeah. Symbolic There's, of, the, of the standards of living for black people here in Tampa. Damn it. There's no reason 
None. There's, I mean, trillion? Billion? How much? How much? Come on. And how many, how many of these, how many of these houses are sitting there abandoned, building, sitting there abandoned? Mm-hmm. Abandoned. They could be repurposed. Yeah. For residents. And a lot of it is a problem of absentee landlords who you really can't find and Take therefore you can't them. do it. You do anything to the property. Take it from them. And then there's the courts that says you have to wait or you have to give them fair notice and all of this. So even if you try to notify them, they still sit uh, absent. Fair notice is two months, three months. That's okay. it. Because it, 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 the house then becomes the te- it becomes an eyesore. Right. And somebody could be improving it by living there. Right. Right. You got one you know, more call. I let's think. go. Let's go with the call. Let's go with the call. Thirty seconds call, and please go directly to your statement or question. Yeah, hold on, comrades. I know it's me again. I, I You're breaking the rules, man. I know. <laughs> I go ahead, say, brother. I said, on, I said on this show several times that if you want to know how the city of Tampa feels about African people, look at the Jackson House. Uh, yes, you, you, you'll know exactly how absolutely the feels about African people. And the last thing I would say is when we talk about cold time, we are talking about Steve Jobs, we are talking about uh, uh, Bill Gates, computers. They, they got rich off of that stuff. I talked to a sister yesterday, and I know I'm talking fast because I got thirty seconds. I, I, I talked to a sister yesterday who did not understand that when we talk about slavery and we talk about King Leopold and and, and we talk about Congo in the in the in the uh, the mountain of hands, that, mm. that, that the name on the tire is Goodyear. Like, like that was actually a Dude who went who went to Africa and 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 took rubber from Congo. Uh, Firestone is actually a dude who went to Africa and got rubber from Africa for his business. And Dunlop, same kind of thing. You know, what I mean, you know, and so we see those names on those tires and on these buildings to this day. So you know, the, what happened back then ain't just happened back then. It's still it's happening today for the white people who benefit from that. And so I just wanted to say that, and you know, I, I try not to break the rules. But I just thought it was so important. To, um, to share that. And shout out uh, to Comrade Kami. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Brother African. Appreciate you. Uh, so we're winding down. As we're winding down, we're gonna, there's no calls right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to... Um, what will we have online? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Georgiana. Yeah, Georgiana by Sonny Fortune, the late, great Sonny Fortune. Um, Got to be one of the greatest saxophonists of his time. Yeah. Absolutely great. My mother used to put me to sleep with this stuff, man. Oh, it sounds perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The sounds of Sunny Fortune right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hang tight, folks. Ground and keep it going, folks. Let's go. Go ahead, call you on the Sunday forum. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Very good to hear you, uh, and thank you for the program. Hey, man, good what's morning. going on? Okay, uh, I wanted to, uh, uh, with all due respect, talk about what is going on in Niger and uh, in Africa. And I know there are many other uh, uh, as important topics. Uh, but just uh, uh, touching on that uh, idea. Uh, firstly, the uh, the guy you're talking about, Trole. Trole is uh, is from uh, Guinea-Bissau. He's not from Niger. The, the youngest guy, is the guy with the red uh, beret. Uh, and and uh, what they all are saying, 
I think it's it's, uh, it's very important, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, I think you mentioned at the beginning the uh, the different countries, and uh, and I think we, we were talking about Burkina Faso, not uh, another one that was mentioned. But uh, Mali, they Mali, actually, and is that the first time uh, fighting against the role of the French in their country and the role of the United States? They, they're a little more quiet uh, about the United States, but but uh, but. That is essentially what has been happening. Now, for, for 140 years, uh, France has been in Niger and in the whole region of Africa. For 100 years, uh, uh, Niger has been independent, but under the boot of France. Now, what has happened? It's still the poorest country in the world. Producing, and I know you heard this and you know this already, but producing 5% of the world's uranium, which represents... 17% of the of the uranium that France uses to light its own country, to light 30% of, the, of, of France, while it itself, Niger itself, is 80% without electricity. You know, so people are right to rebel. The, the, the people who, who uh, Bazoum, who was the, the president, uh, was a crony. Uh, and is a crony of, of France. He deserves to be put on trial. He deserves to answer for what he has been doing. And, and, and elections, you know what they do with elections. You know what they do with elections here. Uh, you know, our, our elections, our democratic elections here, fair to us? You know, do they really represent our community? I can tell you, they don't represent Latino community in here, in this whole area. Not, in, not locally, not regionally, not in, in, in the whole state of Florida. So... Uh, so elections are a joke, you know. Uh, you know, 100 years uh, independence, 60 years having uh, uh, elections, and, and what do they get? They get 20 million tons of radioactive waste that France leaves in in uh, in Niger. You know, I mean, are the people right to rebel? No, it's, I mean, no. The role of of, of Russia, I, I think, uh, when people talk about freedom. You got to question everything. You got to question everything. You got to question all elements. But if we look at recent history, and I and I know you are, you are, you have a good background in, in history, uh, Walter and uh, and Mobilis is uh, is, is excellent uh, at, at uh, um, uh, investigation and, and uh, research and all that stuff. Uh, but if we look at recent history, uh, in, uh, over the past 100 years, it's been France, it's been uh, Belgium, it's been the United States, it's been uh, European powers in the United States that have that have controlled Africa to the detriment of Africa, total detriment of Africa. They own the input that that uh, Russia and China has had has been a positive one, you know. And we can question today's actions, but in all this time, their actions have been very positive. In recent history, we're talking about. It, because both of them have been really out of Africa. Both uh, uh, Russia and China have been out of Africa. They have not been involved. You, you cannot blame them for colonization. You know, where is the evidence of, of colonization by France? I'm, I'm sorry, by uh, uh, Russia or by, uh, or by China? It doesn't exist. You don't think that they want the abundant uranium and gold? Tell me again. The access, they, they want access. They want access to the uranium and gold. They're no different sure, from everybody sure. else. They're no, sure, like, like you said, they, they, you got to make sure you're yeah. vetting. You got to make sure that everybody's got to make sure they're vetting these people. You cannot just say uh, that Russia and China have, you know, have been doing great, you know, great stuff in Africa. That's not necessarily so. As a matter of fact, uh, China, for instance, uh, had to get, had to get, had to get woed down. I mean, by uh, by uh, Zambia, because they were and, and some other countries actually. I forget what they were. What they were. I, I yeah, can tell you punished, what they are yeah, they because you're putting police stations the there. Corporations that were that were acting badly. And man, and man, yeah, and, and that's that's not how you. That's not how you. That's not how you do things. And to create airports and things like that that you're going to put the country in debt for. No, that's not how you do it. You're doing the same. They're doing the same thing that, that the other people were exactly. doing. Exactly. How many airport has, has? How many airports have France constructed? How many has, has uh, the United States constructed? Uh, they're, they're helping. 
with, with the railroad, they're helping develop. I'm not defending France or the United States. I'm not defending France or the United States. I'm simply saying, I'm simply responding to the issue of China and Russia. China and Russia are no are no better actors than anybody else that's come in there, and they need no, to be careful with, with how, no, how they're doing. And I've given I just gave an example of what of what of what China has done, and it's a very well publicized no, point. You didn't give that total example. You 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 touched very briefly on top and, and didn't go into depth. No, I don't, I don't have to. I'm not, why would I have to go into depth about it? They built an airport. They built airports. They built railways. They built bridges, and they and they do it by manning only only with Chinese labor. Number one. Number two. They they sit up there and they and they put people in these countries in debt by saying, "Listen, if you don't if you don't pay this off by this time, then you know it's on you." But it's only their labor that's doing it. Yeah, they, that's the colonization. Yeah, but no, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's the same. But I think they established uh, a relationship, a business relationship. And like all business relationships, you know, you have uh, one side or the other. The thing is, it is true that all elements, all uh, uh, all the people who are putting input into this situation need to be vetted, need to be questioned. And the relationship at, at different points needs to be uh, uh, rehashed to make sure that, that, that everything's okay. But right now, Africa has gotten with uh, 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 with, with China uh, uh, technology uh, the transfer. He has gotten the development of uh, infrastructure. What has he got from the other side? And I'm not saying I'm not saying have a, a one master or change it for another. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. But that's what's happening. That's what we're saying. But, that, but, that, but I'm, I'm saying that, and that's what's happening. They're, 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 change, they're exchanging one master for another. I mean, that, that's all they're going to do is take advantage of them. Listen, I, I li when I was living there, I'm telling you how they treat black people there. How they treat black people there. I'm telling you what I've seen. Uh, I, I mean, and then, and then to get the reports doesn't surprise me at all. To get the report doesn't surprise me at all, and and when people say that Russia had no part, oh they had no part in the slave trade or had no part in anything, yeah they did, yes they did. They purchased slaves from the Ottoman from the Ottoman Empire. But they they, also, they sent people down there to go buy to get slaves as soon as they heard they were doing it. So they're no different from anybody else. But they pursue they they pursue the interests of ruthless leaders yeah, on the man. continent to produce. <laughs> Which is the same thing that colonists have always done. We can go even further, but please join us further. I'll be on the air tomorrow. We'll probably continue this conversation yes. on Community Speaks. Yes, Community Speaks with Mobile. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. As always, from my voice to the airwaves to the heart.